Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Penn Holderness. Thank you so much for clicking on the Holderness Family Podcast. And we super appreciate you just in general. Yeah. And we're just ha- glad you're here with us. You're because you're you're the best. You are the you, best. You guys are really the best. And we would not be able to keep doing this if you weren't listening to it. So thank you for continuing to do so. And, you know, to be clear, in the very beginning, I thought it would just be my mom. But it's more than just my mom. So last week we tried out a new format with our podcast where we created, and by we, I mean pen, some segments complete with songs for each segment. Thank you so much for all your comments and your feedback on that. We really want to spread the joy around. So we hope you find some more joy with us here today. And that was the whole goal, goal, right? Like we wanted to be able to have permission to put these signposts in to talk about things that bring us joy because that's what it's all about. Um, Thank you also for leaving reviews when you do that. We're huge fans. We also have a call-in where you can give us suggestions, questions, and we got a really nice review uh, via voicemail from Rose. Hey, Kim and Penn. This is Rose Mason. I live out in Salt Lake City, Utah, and I love you guys. I love the new podcast with the, the joy. I love joy. I'm always in a good mood and love people that love to share and spread joy. We need more of that in our world today. Anyway, love you guys. Fell in love with you on The Amazing Race and um, love everything you do. Enjoy your videos and love the new podcast. I just finished listening to it and thanks for sharing joy with us. You guys take care. Love you. Bye. And I promise Rose is not my mom, although that, I mean, just very kind. I mean, just it makes me almost uncomfortable how kind that was. I mean, she did say love. I think 42 times and I, I and I am totally okay. But, but listen, don't you need that in life sometimes? You know, and I am, I, she did say she's always in a good mood. I am fascinated by, by people, by people who are like always Rose. in a good mood. We'll have to get Rose on and I just need, be like, I feel like, how do you do it? Honestly, and w- that leads us to the question of the day. And so sometimes the question of the day, Hang there's, on, there's a, a lot question? of, there's a question of the day. Hang on. Do you have any questions for us? Yeah. Here is where we answer them. We 
will try our best to get to as many questions as we can. Our question of the day will lead to our call a friend segment that maybe we can even just skip the the intro music. No, for. no, we got to we got to we got to play the second the music. Question of the day: How do I help my disorganized kid get through the week? Oh, yeah. I, I think a lot of people could ask that question, right? Yeah, and and so we brought in the very best person. We called a friend, didn't we? Kim? We, we called a friend. Let's call one of our friends without telling them that we are recording them and see if they can maybe contribute to this podcast. That doesn't apply. Oh, yeah. that doesn't, she, <laughs> we definitely told her we were going to call. Yeah, so um, th- that's why I said we have these song segments. I got to work out them. We're trying to, we're trying to iron out the wrinkles we're, here. Yeah, that's just, it, as a whole, that, that open really sounds invasive. Yeah. So we got to work on that one. So our friend this week is executive functioning and ADHD coaching expert, Dr. Noreen Russell. Noreen started Russell Coaching for students in 2009, so 13 years ago. And since that time, her practice has grown to one of the largest international student coaching practices in the world. Dr. Russell knows firsthand the exhaustion parents face day in and day out as they seek solutions for their out-of-the-box children. Her passion for providing support to frustrated parents and their misunderstood children is fueled by her own experience of raising two children who are neurologically atypical. Russell Coaching is committed to wholeheartedly supporting the psychological well-being, the successful education, and healthy, happy family life of their clients. We are recording this part after we have called Dr. Russell. Yeah, but we're going to give you a little teaser right now of yeah. what we just learned. So first of all, at the very hang out to the very end, and she's you're going to have an opportunity if you wanted to work with her at a discounted price. And so definitely going to take advantage of that. I thought you were going to say you're going to have an opportunity to hear the greatest invention of all time. Oh my gosh, you guys. I'm, I'm teasing ahead. The, the would you rather an invention. That was pretty amazing. I have to say, I feel my heart is more calm Good. after talking with Dr. Russell. Mine is too. I feel, I feel heard and I feel seen. And it's always interesting when there's someone who's an expert on something that you have, it feels like they have x-ray vision and they're looking right through you in a very non-perverted way. Um, that, oh that made me feel really good. Oh Was God. that the wrong way to say that? Um, Probably, but uh, you know what? Let's just get to it. Yeah. A very warm welcome to Dr. Russell, and we can see her. You guys can't because this is an audio podcast. She has a million-dollar smile, and I'm so excited to get to know her better. I'm so excited to be here with both of you, my fellow introvert, Kim, and the person who makes me laugh in the dark times at my house, Ted. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for, for making time for some very, very important questions. So first of all, what's an ADHD... Coach. What would you, to, to what, quote what, Office Space, what would you, you say, say you do? You do. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we love that movie. Okay, I'm going to try to answer that. And I think some of your listeners may have some vague idea, but I honestly think this is one of the most important things about why I chose to start seeking to be on podcasts, because I don't think that that many parents of kids who have ADHD, whether they have simple or complex ADHD, understand what an ADHD coach can do for their student. So we work with students in middle school, high school, and college. 
And the piece of the treatment puzzle that we do is building skills. So when you look at what the American Academy of Pediatrics says about best practices for treating ADHD, it's a multimodal approach. And coaching fits in because we're going to teach the executive functioning skills, which we can talk about if you like. We're going to teach the learning and study skills that students sometimes can be a little bit behind in. And we're going to teach the social and emotional skills. So we're going to support that student as they build the skills that are often developmentally behind when you have simple or complex ADHD. I've never watched an episode of The Office, so I don't know how I'm supposed to answer. No, no perfect. No, it was, no, no. It was Office Space. Space. It's it, was, a movie. Uh, it was a movie uh, with the with the, um, a, a the really, broken copy machine it's a long time it's, ago. It's yeah. You're you're good. So okay, we that, our brains operate in movie quotes. Yeah, that, so that was a great answer. I guess my my follow up question to that is: Are you taking uh, new patients because we have two kids? Anyway, <laughs> well, I mean, obviously this is going to apply to me as well as an adult. I feel like there's going to be a lot of things that are going to cross over. So you're going to hear me talk about personal experiences here. Um, I want to know about your personal experience. Almost everyone who uh, is in this field who I've met either has ADHD or has a very close relationship with someone who does. Are you the same? Okay, so. I think this is a fascinating part of my story. Hopefully your listeners will too. I actually, by nature and by temperament, am the Myers-Briggs personality type INTP. Oh, she's a J, but you're almost- I'm I'm INFJ, anyway. Well, you're F, okay. And this personality type actually has, um, research tells us, sort of the most capacity for sustained long-term focus and attention. Wow. So you're opposite. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the opposite. And then I married someone who has ADHD. There it is. Yep. And then I had two kids who have ADHD, our oldest of whom has, I quote you directly, the most serious case of ADHD I've seen in 30 years of practice. Of course. Our doctor actually said I had a flaming case of ADHD (laughs) when I was in, uh, when I was in college, the guy was a trip. Um, and I think had it. So isn't it funny? We have a friend who's an orthodontist and his kid's teeth came in like backwards. He's like, of course my, my kid's teeth are the worst I've ever seen. So you're telling me as you know, (laughs) somebody who has like a cobbler's kids have no shoes. Yes. Like your kids has the most extreme case, but she'll also tell you this is genetic. It's 100% hereditary, right? Yes, it 100% is. And let's make sure every single listener who listens to you at every point, anytime now for the next 25 years knows this is not about character. This is Mm -hmm. not about willpower. This is not about trying hard enough. This is genetics and this is neurology and this is neurobiology and neurochemistry. And we really need still to shift not only as parents, but in the education system to a true scientific understanding of ADHD. And just, I don't know, maybe you can make a video about it, Penn, and get everyone to kind of understand. It's not behavior. It's symptoms. Stop calling it a behavioral disorder. Oh, I think the name is awful. This is a hill I'm going to die on. Imagine being diagnosed with this as a child. It's got three negative words in a row. Deficit, hyperactivity, disorder. Like, do you need to hit him on the head with a frying pan like that? 
no. And yeah. I think that when a kid learns this, and a lot of, by the way, I think because of the awareness around it, a lot more adults are being diagnosed too. But speaking, we'll, we'll talk about the kids here. I think hearing that, it's a very daunting name to put on a child. And to me, as I look at it from the outside, these kids are hearing like, you're, you're broken. And you're, you're, you're broken and we need to fix you. And... I think I live with somebody with, of course, like there are some executive functioning things we deal with that become, that are hard, but there are so many great things that come with this ADHD, the creativity and the energy and all of that, that how can you have one without the other? So I think there, there's so much to unravel about ADHD. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about kids. It's not a character flaw. It is not. It's not their fault. It's, it's not, not behavioral. Working. It's not behavioral. I've never heard. Honestly, I, I've been looking into this for a long time. I've never actually heard anyone say that sentence, by the way. It, it's very impactful. Yeah. But then my son, sweet boy, sweet, sweet boy, literally he'll pace around in the morning. Like he, cause he, he's not hyper. He doesn't fall under hyperactive, but he, he paces a lot. He fidgets and paces. And as he's eating his, you know, waffle with one shoe on. And I'm for 30 minutes and I'm like, dude, okay, we're leaving in 15 minutes. We're leaving in 10 minutes. We, what do you need to do to be ready? We're leaving in five minutes. What do you need to do to be ready? We're leaving in three minutes. Still one shoe, half of a waffle. He doesn't eat enough because he forgets and he's just pacing around with a waffle, you know, talking to the dog. So like, how do I, without going crazy, how do I help him get his act together? Right, right. Okay. Can we start at the crux of the matter? Mm-hmm, please. Really? Seriously? Yes. Yeah. Okay. The thing is, our kids with ADHD can be up to 30% delayed in areas of development. So what happens for us as parents, and, and I think, and I, I want to acknowledge the reality of this, although not the totality of this, sometimes more often for us as moms is we feel this tremendous pressure to parent our child into success, right? So, oh my gosh, how do I teach him to eat the whole waffle and put on both shoes? And that is on me because parenting is now a verb, right? Mm -hmm. And I must get him to do this because I know that 99 out of 100% of, of 99 out of 100 students his age could do this and get in the car in the morning. Except you know what? 99 out of 100 can't, half those kids, their moms are putting their shoes on them, right? Half those kids aren't having breakfast, but it also sort of doesn't matter, right? And so I am a problem solver by nature and I want to fix the waffle problem. Like I right now (laughs) am feeling called to come to your house and fix the waffle problem and the shoe problem. About 7.15 every morning. (laughs) I know what you're about to say. Okay. Okay. But but the thing is, right, what do all of our children need most of all? They need to be loved and they need to be accepted. So if your son walks out the door with one shoe on and half the waffle eaten, you, Kim, are going to be in the most centered, beautiful place in that (laughs) car of yours. And you're going to turn around and you're going to say, hey, bud, here's your other shoe. And that's all you're going to do because we cannot rush development and we need to love while they grow. 
And I know that's not an answer to how do we put together flowcharts and visual aids and, you know, build all these executive functioning skills. But part of my message genuinely is you can't rush that process. And what so often happens with kids with ADHD is they then develop anxiety or depression or low self-esteem. They get involved in risk-taking behaviors because they don't feel good about themselves. So yes, of course we need strategies, but what we need are ways to support each other, to be in that place where we can say, hey, bud, here's the other shoe. Yeah. And I I, that's a beautiful answer, and I, I pray that I can be centered enough to have that approach. Of be- course you can. You've been that way with me. I, I am that way like, with you, which I is mean, funny. Occasionally you get frustrated, but for the most part, you show me a lot of grace. I think you you might show me a lot of grace because you don't feel like it's your responsibility to raise me. Yeah, that was your mom's job. Right. Yeah. I, I have to, Honestly, I think I am, I am endlessly patient with him. Like, I think it's almost, we, I try to laugh it off in a way. In because that's how he needs to be loved is I need to just kind of laugh that off. And I need to, the way I need to be loved is equally is annoying. I'm sure. (laughs) So like, so we, we, it worked this, this partnership works because I'm super annoying too. But when we say it out loud, I'm like, how does this, it does. It works. Like we love each other ferociously, but then we say it out loud and we're like, what are we doing together? We are so annoying together, (laughs) but as it's so different because the way I marriage ADHD is so different from the way I parent ADHD. Um, can I back up just a little bit? Because I'm still like, you know me, I'm fixating on something. I'm still fixating on, uh, and I think, that, first of all, great answer for Kim about that. But you said that it wasn't behavioral, that it's symptomatic. And I just, I mean, I, I need you to help me walk through that because I, as a kid, did these things that I've never seen anybody else do that my son is now doing. I don't know how to call it anything but behavior. Here's what it is, okay? I used to chew on my shirt. I don't know why, but I would get like, this like like a ring of saliva and my parents my mom thought it was disgusting my bro every, everyone thought i was weird my son does it i didn't i didn't tell him to do it but he does it um and, and also he has a tick where he's obsessively and i think it maybe it's anxiety he's che- he checks the time all the time and yeah. if he doesn't have his watch on like his watch is his like right. comfort and I, item and i have something similar i i um i play the piano on every tabletop you've ever seen and during dinner i fidget with the uh, silverware and kim just loves that when we're out on a date it's my favorite. anyway ex- so i'm sorry that was a long way to ask what's the difference between that and a symptom and why is that not considered behavior but a symptom okay so try this on for a new worldview okay okay in psychology we talk about voluntary and involuntary behaviors voluntary behaviors me choosing i mean almost being compelled to, but me choosing to fangirl all over both of you when we first got on the phone, right? That's a voluntary behavior. What did I put on to wear thinking, I don't think that they video, so I think I'm safe. I can wear whatever I want for the rest of the day, right? That's a voluntary behavior. I took my watch off because I noticed it was clanking on my glass table, right? Those are voluntary behaviors. There are involuntary behaviors that our body does, breathing, Mm -hmm. digestion, right? What we see in kids with ADHD are manifestations of their neurodevelopmental disorder that are called symptoms. So stick with me here. Stick with me. You're going to love this. When someone with allergies sneezes, 
Do we put in the IEP plan that we need to decrease the frequency of sneezing? No, we don't. We don't say we're going to decrease the frequency of the sneezing behavior because we recognize that the sneezing is a symptom, right? If a student has asthma, we don't put in the IEP plan that we're going to decrease the frequency of the wheezing in class, right? So I think where we really took a wrong turn in truly understanding a brain-first mentality when it comes to ADHD and other neurodevelopmental disorders is when we say behaviors, what it brings up for most adults is, oh, this is a voluntary behavior. Which we can you, correct by just, yeah. Yeah. Right. Just stop right. doing it. You can yeah. correct, you can control. And then what gets further confusing about that is because executive functioning and symptoms naturally ebb and flow during the day and over the course of days. It can look to some adults as if oh, well, look at Penn. He didn't chew on his shirt yesterday. So therefore I can expect him to not chew on his shirt today as opposed to, oh, well, you know, again, going back to our allergy example, the pollen is really high today. The stress for Penn is really high. He has a spelling test today. And so there's going to be a lot more shirt chewing, right? Mm -hmm. So does that start to make any sense? Oh my gosh, no. Like, listen, first of all, I believe that paradigm shifts are sometimes very important and it's hard to do in medicine, right? Because there's, I mean, there's books in the book say, here's what you got. There's doctors who say, here's what you got. Here's how you fix it. So like what you're suggesting is a paradigm shift in the way that we look at the the disorder. I think you made a lot of sense explaining kind of the best way to deal with it. I think after, after what you just said, Kim is thinking about that shoe and it's more like a sneeze, right? Yeah. Are you, are you following this? No, I, I absolutely am. Hey, hang in there. We're going to be right back. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. My kid has, and my husband have symptoms and I, I totally agree with what you say that right now our school system they do the best they can my mom is a teacher I love teachers doing the best they can with what they have like I'm not going to put this on teachers but it's the yeah it's, they haven't been given the right direction from have, the leaders though that's what and they seems. don't have the yeah. tools they have you know 25 kids in the class that are all different abilities and scales so I'm not going to put this on them but it's the system right now is not set up 
for a kid with ADHD. Right. So, but my question is right now, our kids do have to function in a world that doesn't fit them. Right. So it, I, I can be understanding about this, but my kids have to, and the kids of people listening to this have to still be able to meet the expectations of the outside world. So what do we do? Yeah. So, right. This is where we need our team in place. Okay. And this is where Kim, you and I, we're going to get up we're going to have as much coffee or whatever it's going to take <laughs> to go in and have the same conversation over and over again. You're sending me notes about his behavior. What I want to talk about is what is the level of symptom in the classroom, right? So that I can understand that. So I can take it back to the medical professional and to the other team members, right? So the first thing that we need to do in helping our kids is really become advocates where we're okay with that in our heart. I myself never got in trouble in school. Okay. I, I, I literally never got in trouble. <laughs> Me in either. School. Yeah. At two, my son got a like incident report in, <laughs> in <laughs> school. And all it is, is like a way of, we want to make sure that you understand what happened today. You know, it's good communication, right? Like, right. of course it has to be an incident report. When your child climbs up the six foot bookcase, hops off the six foot bookcase yeah. into the sink and then climbs in the cabinet under the sink. Right. I mean, yeah, you need to know, to, you need to right. know. Right. I was mortified, mortified, right? Like, we don't do that. We being some extension of myself, me, I don't do that. So therefore you, my children will not be getting incident reports, bawling, bawling in the parking lot. I think it literally took me until my son was 10 or 11 to be so grounded in, you know what, this is how it is. I am your advocate. This is what my role is as your mom, right? So I think the first answer to this, how do we help our kids? Because they do have to live in this world is we also have to advocate for creating space in the world, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's one piece of it. The second piece I think is for us as parents, because this is a lot of what the American Academy of Pediatrics says is. The solution is in parent education and parent support. Therapy is actually not a go-to evidence-based recommendation from the American Academy of Pediatrics. I didn't realize that. parent education and training is. So then we say to ourselves, you know what? We have a kid who might be 30% delayed and he or she is going to get there. And so maybe they don't fit into this world right now. Maybe they're chewing on their shirt in fifth grade. Maybe they're wandering the halls, you know, in middle school and, and they get every single note about every single missing homework assignment. And maybe in high school, you know, they're still a little bit lost, but we tell ourselves what are the strengths of our child? I personally keep a little note on my phone and in my dresser drawer about what are my children's strengths. Cause you know, those ADHD kids can make you insane. They can make you insane, especially for someone like me. I love my peace. I love my calm. I want to be in this Zen space. And I have two ADHHHHHHH children. Right. And so 
How do we hang on to what are their strengths and how is that going to serve them as adults? And, and we stay in that space so that they know, you know what, I'm going to be fine. Maybe I got a C on every science test in high school. Maybe I never took an AP class in my life. Maybe I was in a co-teach class for every single English class. And you know what? I am still a worthy person and I am here for a reason. You, uh, these are all great kind of 30,000 feet observations. On, I know, on the, sorry. On, no, no, I'm, I'm thanking you for it. <clears throat> I think it's important that you understand those first. I know that as a coach, though, you have to get down to nitty gritty and you have to get down to specifics. So without um, being too specific, can you tell me what some of the, like some of the most successful hacks are that you've come up with when you're trying to help get people through the day when it comes to executive functioning? Yes, absolutely. I can. Okay. So first of all, let's talk about how do we help kids be successful at school? The solution is not in a planner. Okay. Can we all just say that together? You ready? The, the solution, solution is not, is in, not a in a planner. <laughs> okay. Okay. The solution is in the planning, not the planner. Right? So I don't know if you know these moms. They're the moms who buy every single possible planner. Oh, that's they me. Ask me. That's me. Yeah. That's you? Yeah. Okay, right? As if the planner has some magic thing in it. It's not the planner. It's the process of the planning. So what we do at Russell Coaching in our method, which is called Connected Coaching, is we walk through with the students each and every time we meet with them. Okay, in this class, what's the next deadline? What's the goal for that deliverable, really using kind of grown-up career language? Is it to get an A? Is it to get a C? Is it to pass the class? Is it to make it through the test without crying, right? What's the goal for that deliverable? And how do we work backwards so that you can achieve that goal that you set, right? So I don't care. It could be an A in an AP class. It could be an A in a co-taught class. It matters not what the goal is. But what matters is the process of sequencing backwards the planning, right? And then writing that down somewhere, which we we have a planner, but we're in the midst of developing our own app, which is really pretty exciting. Um, and then following those steps, but then having support for those steps, right? So what all of this executive functioning stuff comes down to is really doing the skill over and over and over and over again, where I think we wish it could be is in telling the skill, right? Well, you need to write that in your planner. Do you have that written in your planner? Do you know when the next test is? It doesn't matter if you know when the next test is. If, you know, final exam on May 15th doesn't translate into, okay, by May 13th, I need to know all this drop dead at the level that I want to get the grade at. That means that I need to break down each chapter into study sessions. That means I need to find my quizlets or find my other tools and do that on, you know, the 9th and 10th. That means on the 8th, I can't go out, you know, and stay up all night, right? And so that I think is the most valuable part of what we do at Russell Coaching is this backwards project management planning with kids and teaching them how do you get to a point where you can do that 
but then not assuming that once they know they can do right. Cause ADHD is a disorder of doing not knowing. So then how do we provide support for that? How do we provide gentle reminders? Remind me what your goal is again for this test that's coming up on Friday. Right. Remind me where you felt like we could get off track this week in getting, you know, your resources together for your term paper in AP history. Right. And the process of having them say it and think it means it gets seared into the brain over and over and over. Not only that, not only that, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Not only that, but I'm just sitting here thinking about how the ADHD brain works. We're dopamine hunters, right? Like we want those little hits of like getting something right or getting something done. We don't have enough of it. So I think that in just intrinsically, your method works for this, for this brain, the brain that's listening to you right now getting to hear a goal and like what you want in the end, that's that big dopamine hit at the end. And then those little checklists along the way, it's one of the reasons I like lists. There's these little just kind of hits. It's why we're addicted to video games. So what you're doing is you're giving these steps along the way and you're also giving them the ability when they're reminding you what they're really do is getting, what they're really doing is getting a question right in a test. So it's that little mini dopamine hit that they're getting. So I think, I think, and I'm, again, I'm sorry for interrupting, I hope that was a good kinetic interruption, which we learned about in an earlier podcast. Um, but I do think that the actual structure of your plan works well for this type of brain. And you know what the other dopamine hit is? I'm, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> it's the connection, yeah. right? It's the connection, right? I have a coach who isn't my parent, who understands me and gets me, who I can say, I'm worried that I'm going to get caught up on Snapchat and not get this rough draft done. You're right. Snapchat is a ton of fun. You're right. Yep. I can totally see where that would be much more appealing than writing out, you know, the history of responses to World War II. Okay. So there's that affirmation piece of, of course, Snapchat is more interesting than that for, for most people. I mean, for me and maybe for you, Kim, we were all about getting our drafts done. I don't know. Um, And then also when then the student says, but I know I have to get this done. And then the coach says, so what you want is to be able to get this done. That's what you want right now. You want to get this done. Yes. That's what I want to do. Okay. How can I support you? What can you do in the next 10 minutes? What can we get done in the next 30 minutes, right? So you have those little dopamine hits of the connection and the understanding and the empathy along with the, I got the right answer. I have to say my approach to like homework and parenting and schoolwork has been, and maybe I'm doing it wrong, has been like homework, you sh- to me, like you sh- if you need help, obviously come ask a question, but the teacher needs to know if it's over your head. So if if you can't do it, that's kind of like that you're on your not. I mean, I hate to say like you're on your own, but I'm, I can't sit there for three hours to help you with your homework. Right. So I have to say I have left and we're talking specifically about my son. He actually does really well in school. He actually has pretty good grades, but he's getting by on the fact that he's so naturally smart. There's going to become some effort. Effort's going to be needed here soon. Oh, yeah. Tell him about the show and the work. 
Oh my gosh. He never shows his work. He's like, this has to, you have to hear this a lot. Well, so like he's, he's in an advanced math class. He's so smart. Like I look at this stuff. I'm like, are you kidding me? I can't do that. He, and he writes down the answer. First of all, it's all on a computer too. So he's drawing it on a computer, which is just insane to me. You need a paper, and, but it's show your work. And he's like, why would I show my work if I know the answer? And so his brain just skips all of those steps and like, dude, because the the work is the important part anyway, but that's, yeah. So I don't actually oversee homework, but so what you're saying is perhaps, but he has missed stuff. So, so perhaps I do need to sit down with him or should I just put this in the hands of the professional and have a coach do it? <laughs> okay. The first thing we would have to do is say, is there a problem, right? I mean, if he's getting reasonably good grades and he is getting enough sleep and he is psychologically healthy, then there's no problem. Okay. So yeah, he, but he, he thinks he believes he is at, he's like, I have friends that are on ADHD medication. He hears us talking about ADHD. Cause we just want to be really honest with the stuff we deal with. He's not been diagnosed by the way. Well, yeah. So our pediatrician is like, yeah, I can look at him and say this, but just like you said, he's doing well, socially in school he's fine like he has some executive functioning thing are we do we need to put him on like medication probably not because he is doing okay so i know there's a whole spectrum of this but he has asked he's like oh he's like i think it would be easier i have trouble paying attention in class i have friends on medication can i start getting on medication and i'm like now i'm not opposed to it if my kid needs medicine he needs medicine but do you work with folks with that are medicated unmedicated do you see both sides of this so we very much as a practice adhere to what the american academy of pediatrics best practices are for identifying diagnosing treating adhd and and the white paper is from 2019 and it's a reiteration of earlier papers and the the practices haven't changed that much in terms of best practices. So what the American Academy of Pediatrics and all of the science around ADHD says is a multimodal approach is what is most effective for the vast majority of kids. So that's medication, parent training and education, a school plan, and when we get to the teenage and college years, skills training. So as a practice, we're not medical professionals. We don't diagnose, we don't prescribe, that's not our role. We are, however, advocates for students' well-being. And so often what happens is parents don't really know what the best practices are. You know, a lot of ADHD treatment is kind of like, you know, you go to one of those, um, oh, what's a good example? Okay, you go to the Village Inn and there's like, 25 different things you can have for breakfast, right? You got the blueberry pancakes, you got the, the pecan pancakes, you got the waffle, you got the eggs, you got all this stuff. That's a little bit what ADHD treatment in this country feels like to me. Oh, well, you can try this, you can try this, you can try mm -hmm. this, you can try this. As opposed to a consistent scientific message that says these are the three components of multimodal therapy. So we do a lot of education and we do a lot of coaching of parents to say, you know, if your child's not doing well, these are the questions that we would suggest you take to the pediatrician, to the psychiatrist, to the neurologist, right? And so I think our role is really bridging the gap 
between what parents know and what they should know. Yeah. Does that answer your question? It does. And I, 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 we get the question a lot because Penn has put it out there that he has ADHD from concerned moms who are like, was he medicated as a child? You know, what, what was that like? And I almost hesitate to answer it because I don't want to be the person that, you know, influences somebody either way on, on, you know, using a medication. And again, not opposed to it at all. We're also not doctors. Oh um, gosh, like yeah. I, I think doctors are supposed to prescribe medication, not me. Yeah, I have heard the term multi multimodal before. I don't think that anyone has ever gotten through it with just one of those tracks. I know many people who have gotten through it without medication, but I don't know the answer as to whether that made it easier or harder. What I do know is that if if you feel like there's a problem, you should at least try it, right? And see what happens. For me personally, and this is my personal story, and the medicine was different back then. This was the mid nineties. Uh, when I took it, I felt a, a pretty significant like shift in my core personality. That actually made me more unhappy personally than the success that I was having in school that I hadn't had for several years. Isn't that weird? But you graduated from college because of it. Oh, yeah. No, no. I would still, I would not have a diploma on my wall if it weren't for the medication. So that's that's important to know. I think what happened next was I, I just found a job where spacing out was was useful. Like I was a video editor and a, and a short copywriter where I needed to, you know, I, like my skill of getting bored, I, I, I had to get off the medication at that point, right? And I know that's a very unusual job to have. That's my personal story, but I do love seeing when there are people out there who find a calling that lines up with what they what their brains have. And I also, you know, there's not an unlimited number of those jobs. So I just feel very fortunate to have found one. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I think that for us is a vital part of our model also. So in our process, we start every coaching relationship with trying to understand where the strengths and weaknesses with executive functioning and learning and study skills, but also what are the strengths? Because, mm-hmm. right, as all of us as human beings, we have to figure out what those things are. We know the entire business world has moved to a strengths-based approach to management, right? Now discover your strengths, right? You know, we are all about strengths. And so I couldn't agree more with you and, and it's perhaps even more vitally important for kids with ADHD and kids with complex ADHD to really clearly know what are your strengths. So can I tell you a quick story about my son and his strengths? Please. Okay. So my son is really not gifted in math. Okay. He can do math. He's perfectly capable to do math. It takes him so long to do math and it's so painful and you can just see there is no innate math ability in his brain. So a year or so ago when we were, you know, fretting about math and math grades and math tutors and how are we going to get through this? And I was like, okay, okay, Noreen, it's okay. All we need to do is six more years of math and then we'll develop <laughs> math for the rest of his life. Like yes. we can do six years of math. But you know, I looked at him and his name is Ethan and I said, Ethan, buddy, here's the thing the way that you're going to change the world and the way that you're going to impact people has nothing to do with your math abilities. 
what you're going to offer this world and what you have already offered this world at the tender age of he was 12 or so at the time is you have a heart that's two sizes too big Mm. and you are going to change the world because you care and because you love and ultimately really math is going to be so irrelevant to your life. So yeah, we're going to figure out a way to get through math, but no part of not being good at math should get anywhere inside your soul because you, my love, my son, my precious child are already changing the world with the gifts you have. And and that's true for all of us, but it's just so much more important for our kids with ADHD. And especially if there's another thing like autism or depression or anxiety, we have to be so clear in our messaging about what are your strengths instead of all this compensatory, oh, we're going to teach this and we're going to teach this and we're going to make this happen. And we're going to get, you know, all the homework done and we're going to get our teeth brushed every night with a hundred percent accuracy. Like, <laughs> oh, like it makes my head explode. Well, I, that is so beautiful and so true. And, and tell Ethan that I got through math. And I've never looked back. I I think I burned my last college. For some reason, I had to take college algebra, like in college. And like nothing was more upsetting to learn. I had to take one more math class as a journalism major. But I'm sure they're over that now. And his world is going to be just fine. <laughs> because I just, I've never cried so hard as when I had to do math. We, I just spaced out during some of that story. Because I was noticing that she said strengths a lot. Did you know that that's the longest one syllable word in the English dictionary? Oh and what is wrong with me that my brain went there while you were trying to tell this sweet story I was story near about tears your over your sweet story. No, I like, and I caught the end of it and it was adorable. Oh but then I started God. thinking about my math league contest because she was talking about math. Like I was all over the place in my brain there. And I'm just, I'm just trying to be honest and tell you that that, you know, we've Podcasts been talking, are hard we've, been, for... we've been talking for 40 minutes now. No, and Noreen and I have a connection here. Okay. I know. I'm sorry. Okay, Dr. Russell, do people age out? So you say you deal with like middle school, high school, college. Do people age out of ADHD? Does it look different as they get older? Like what? I mean, it looks different because, you know, he's in his 40s and it's different. But is it not as severe that you notice? Right. What current research would tell us is that somewhere in the 20s, about half of the people outgrow significant symptoms. Okay. So about half at the current stage of what we know from research end up kind of the symptoms sort of go away, you Mm -hmm. know, and half get to keep their energy and their creativity and their ability to have their brains going in a million different directions when they're on a podcast with (laughs) <laughs> there's a lot of buttons it's a very colorful audio board over here yeah, it's very distracting like, let the record show that she's laughing over there okay. can't hear her but she's a silent laugher okay. so we're good okay, okay. <laughs> i'm smiling yes. she's smiling okay yeah so uh, so we don't know but we don't know how to predict that yet we don't know what the predictors are are you going to grow out of it or are you not going to grow out of it mm-hmm. are you going to need medicine in order to successfully manage your life and avoid you know, being that great percentage of people with ADHD who, you know, don't finish college, who don't hold down a job, who get into financial trouble, who, you know, and so we don't, we don't know that much yet about how do we predict that. That's a fair answer. I mean, to that end, we we do know ADHD, like a lot of things is a spectrum. And we, we had this shirt because, you know, we, 
it said like ADHD is awesome and has a squirrel on it. And it was very popular and a lot of people bought it and a lot of people bought it for their kids uh, because we wanted specifically kids who got that diagnosis in probably a, you know, a pediatrician's office in this very sterile environment who were, came very scared. We wanted them to know like the strengths and superpowers they had, but we did also get a lot of kickback from people saying, it is not awesome. I haven't been able to keep a job. I, I haven't had a long-term relationship. Like, so there are some super not awesome parts of this that doesn't mean you can't make a t-shirt. <laughs> well, I, I know it's a spectrum. It's a yeah. spectrum. You and know what you should do is you should make the t-shirt on one side that says ADHD is my superpower. And on the back or on the front or however you want to position yeah. that, you know, <laughs> like ADHD is my diagnosis or like, you know, ADHD, you know, something. So you show the flip sides of it. There would be some really smart person with a great sense of ironic humor who would get, who would get it. Yeah. Uh, well, if I could, if I could make a shirt right now, it would say ADHD is awesome. And then I would strike out the words ADHD and I would come up with whatever name we're going to do to change this name. And I, and I'm sorry, I keep harping on this, but I ask everyone this question when they come on with us, give me a better name. What's a better oh. name? Yeah. Well, I mean, we already know Russell Barkley says it should be executive function disorder. Bingo. Or even delay, right? I've had someone recommend executive functioning delay, delay. right? Because like then it's not a disorder because you mentioned delay before EFD. Like that's pretty easy. EFD. Yeah. yeah the, uh, like, so you're the second person, the, the last uh, woman we talked to said executive, executive functioning delay. You're saying executive functioning disorder as someone who has it. That's, that's an just, executive. It sounds very like fancy and businessy. Yeah. I'm an executive. <laughs> an executive. Yeah. Okay. Well, and, and you're, and you're delayed. You're not broken. You're delayed. Thank you. You have been very helpful and it's, it is, I will try to remember your words tomorrow morning at around seven fifteen when he's, pacing around the kitchen table with a half of a waffle and then he'll get like tired and jittery and moody because he hadn't eaten all day but anyway are there you know before before we let you go are there systems are there things we should have in place as a parent to help support our kids okay so let's do just a couple quick tips okay okay so i'm a huge fan of sheet protectors with lists on them so Get the sheet protector, make the list of what the kid needs going out the door. If if the kid can make the list, even better. But but probably you're gonna have to collaboratively do that. He could he could but check it list. off though. Yeah. Like, we love checking off lists, man. Yeah, okay. Well, and the sheet protector is great for that, right? Because you can kind of wipe it off every day, right? The list can okay. stay in. You, you're getting me pet, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, well, I don't know what a sheet protector is. Yeah, is that no, like a dry it, erase board? Yeah, well, it okay, makes it like you. a dry erase. Okay, yeah, I it's like you. a plastic. Yeah. Okay. It's like a plastic sleeve. Okay. Yeah. And so it's just like a clear plastic sleeve. You put it in there, you tape it up on the door, and then you use your dry erase marker over that to make your little box and your check marks, or you draw a line through sports equipment, soccer shoes, two soccer shoes. Right? Water bottles, snack. Yes. Right, right. All the things. And then instead of engaging in the constant remindering, mm -hmm. which makes everyone in the house word. crazy. <laughs> remindering. Yeah, I do a lot of remindering. Yes. <laughs> right. You're just going to point to the list. Right. And and you're going to train your kid. Okay. This. Yes. Yes. And just, yes. Just going down the list. Clap because they got it. And they're going to feel great. Because they got the easy win. Oh, oh, I don't have any socks today. Oh, 
I, I forgot this part. I forgot that part. I'm going to go get it. Oh, I don't have, you know, my sign test from the 37%, you know, whatever yeah. it is. Okay. So that's one sheet protector with the list to go out the door. Second thing I believe every single family needs an in out box in the kitchen. You know how your kids come home and they need that stuff signed, right? Yeah. And then they need to take it back to school. Do you know what happens when I ask kids, why didn't this get signed? Well, I didn't know how to give it to my mom. She wasn't home after school. I don't know where it goes. So get those old fashioned, Kim, I know you know. Yeah. Trays, oh, yeah, yeah. Right? I'm sure we have them in our house right now. Yeah. And tell your kid, listen, if you need me to sign something or you need money for the field trip or whatever, you know, you need the syllabus sign for the lab class, it goes right here in the parent inbox. And then when you're done, you put it in the outbox and you know who's responsible for it then? The kid. Oh, I love this. We're, we're taking things that have become digital and turning them back into analog. Yeah. Well, like, I these, just, these lists instead of like the phone reminders. I think this is a great idea. The school though, like they just got an email reminder to like log into the portal. I'm like, oh God, I can't. You're a huge portal. fan of the portal. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Continue. Continue. Yes. Okay. All right. The next thing I would say, like quick tips is keep at your house a place where the extra school supplies are. So somebody out there is going to have the kid who chews on every single pencil, right? Don't and mind. never has a sharpened pencil. Do yourself a favor. Get a cute little basket if you're a cute little basket person. Get a garbage bag if you're a garbage bag person. It doesn't matter. But know exactly where the extra loose leaf paper is and exactly where the pens are and exactly where the extra highlighters are. And on Saturday, not on Sunday night, please, for the love of God, people, not on Sunday night, on Saturday, say, hey, I'll give you $5 if you'll go through your backpack and clean out all the stuff that doesn't belong in there and restock your school supplies. I think we could do that without offering I, $5. I would say that would... But I, I, love this that, idea. I love this idea. Before winter break, or winter break, Christmas break, like the day before we're going back to Christmas break, oh I God. sniffed the backpack. <laughs> the sandwich? It was, like there banana. was moldy yeah. food and water bottles Dr. and hoodies. Dr. Russell is making a face. This is not and, a and, visual and like, medium. Dr. Russell's face is not, is, she's not happy about this. Two hoodies that had been like smushed between like a sand. Oh my gosh, it's so disgusting. Yeah, there were two articles of clothing between an opened item of food. Yeah, there was moldy and oh my gosh. And also- Back in the day, yeah. back in the day before we were like the international student coaching practice, right? Like back in the day when I saw students at my little desk here in Tampa, Florida, which I don't do anymore, I would literally, we would take all the things out of the backpack and we would put them by course. And then we would dump the backpack either on the table or just directly into the garbage can, right? Because there's- the crumbs, there's the shredded pencils, there's the papers. And I have learned to acquire a fairly high tolerance for disgust, but the backpack and the smell, oh my God. Kim, can we just not? No. Like, like, I, I, so you're saying for breeze for the backpack. Oh my, they, honestly, for backpack. Sh- for backpack, they should come like they've scented garbage bags. Now they should have like just a scented backpack. That's so gross. Like, we don't say it on air. Let's do it. Let's invent it. <laughs> so it would be like a backpack, like a little sticky freshener that you put in the inside of your backpack. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, but I hang think- on. Do I need to play my stupid adventures inventions music? So he has a new segment of like what he would invent. Hold on. Hold on. He has to find the stupid invention of music. Hold on. Here we go. So we've got an invention idea with Dr. Russell. Ben's stupid inventions with no clue how to make them. It's Ben's stupid inventions. He really only half baked them. It's Ben's stupid inventions. Please promise that you won't take them. He's kind of lazy and hasn't really started on any of these yet. So, so uh, our invention of the week, thanks to Dr. Russell, a little sticky freshener that goes inside your disgusting child's backpack. Or just a scented a fabric pack that it just comes. Oh, the backpack stink. comes with it. The, the backpack is built. The fabric is anti-stink, which would then we'd have to get with science people to... Just turn down that music. No, it's the music's the best part. No. <laughs> so so that is the Fabrac pack. We have two inventions. Yes. Two inventions. We have the Febreze type insert and we have the Glad trash bag model for, for backpacks. I mean, we're done, really. Yeah, we, I, we, have we can retire. You mean like a disposable liner that you throw away and then... You're making this too hard, Penn. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. In that plastic material that the backpack is made out of yeah right we are going to adopt the science and adapt the science from the scented garbage can yeah the, you know, the, the gar the scented garbage liner you know, you science pull that garbage bag out of the box and you put it in the kitchen yeah thing and it smells yeah you know what i'm talking about i know about? totally yes i've accidentally oh, purchased Andy, them. you know yeah. what i'm talking about it doesn't yeah. matter he de- he doesn't do the shopping oh, no yeah well, the garbage bag itself smells like lilacs or mountain egg. It's a lot. I have to say, it's not my favorite, but yes, it's right. better than but rotting for banana. A backpack? Yes. We're going to take that plastics technology of how they put that in the actual garbage bag. Wait. <laughs> she has so an example. Excited. Okay, Dr. Russell has left the Zoom meeting <laughs> and has run it. She's, she's run away. You know, she's reminding me a oh, little of goes. myself right now. I okay. love the excitement. Okay. Oh, she okay, has a okay. garbage bag. Yeah, got a garbage she's bag. holding a garbage she's bag. holding a garbage bag. Hang on, we the need to get a garbage bag itself. We need to get a screenshot of this. Smells. Yes. That's what your wife is proposing for the backpack. Yes. We're going to embed the yummy smell in the backpack. And I think we just, we're going to say NDA, everybody say out loud, NDA, someone, non-disclosure agreement. Someone, and I think in the patent office that works. I'm pretty sure the patent office is like, you're fine because you said NDA. And so there's our invention. Yes. Okay. So we're going to all be billionaires. Billionaires, um, guys. We'll make sure and cut you a check, Doc. Thank you for your idea. <laughs> I we're, feel like we're partners. I'm cutting you a check. Whose idea was this? This is 50-50. Yeah. I mean, right. we're going we're gonna to need each other on this. Right. This is so um, funny. Th- so thank you so much. Oh, d- d- should we do the Would You Rather game with her, or is that just us? I don't think we need to put her through that. You don't want to do this? Okay. We do Would You Rather every week with our kids. What? But I just actually did a podcast on For Attitude yeah. where I talked about using Would You Rather in developmentally appropriate ways. So what would you rather do you use with elementary, with middle, and with high school? Oh, so- okay, so then we've got to do it. Hey, it's time for everybody's favorite weekly game. Yeah, both of these options are unbearable. Gotta choose one even <laughs> though it is terrible. Let's play Would You Rather, starting now. Hey, 
Okay. Okay. These these opens are so bad, by the Um, way. They make me, they bring me a lot of joy. Okay, Dr. Russell, Penn Holderness, would you rather speak all languages, which I, I love that idea, speak all languages, or be able to speak to all animals? Uh, mine's easy. I think, I mean, what do you think, Dr. Russell? Oh, gets to go first. I get to go first. You get to do the guest, yeah. Speak all languages, hands down. Really? Yes. I mean, that's very tempting because, and we, we've done some travel recently, and it is pointed out how ignorant I am <laughs> and that I speak English and like- Just Americans high, in general. High school Spanish. Yeah. And like, I, I'm very jealous of the people who speak a lot of languages. So are you going to go with that? I think I want to talk to animals. Yeah, me too. It's not even close. And it's more of a survival thing. Like, let's say I'm in the Serengeti and there's a tiger. Or let's say I'm swimming in the ocean and here comes a great white. I want to be able to say, dude. And you think they're going to listen? Yeah, they'll be like, holy crap, this thing knows what I'm thinking. And then like we would strike up a relationship. And then that shark would become my friend and would protect me in future swimming endeavors. (laughs) And they would probably find you charming. (laughs) I think that I just want to talk to my dog. Like, all the time I want to know. Oh, like, God, Sonny. I know. I'm like, I wonder what she's thinking. Is she happy? She's very happy. And you think that she's sad because she doesn't move. She's just very but, lazy. I want to know. So here's the thing, Dr. Russell. We live in a house and we work in a house. And our dog never gets to sleep. We're always here. Our dog just wants to lay down. Yeah. And that's fine. That's our dog. Okay. Well, Dr. Russell, thank you for being such a good sport about all of this. And so where can people find you and find more information on your coaching and everything? So Russell Coaching for Students works with students across the United States and Canada. Okay. So if all you heard was Dr. Russell's in Tampa, we don't live in Tampa. That's the wrong conclusion. Yes. We work with students across the entire United States. We work with middle school, high school, and college students. The website is Mm russellcoaching.com. We have a great Instagram that we just are so super proud of because it's totally homegrown and we don't pay anyone fancy to do it. (laughs) And we just love it. And we really try to offer this same earnest, heartfelt brain first kind of perspective on the Instagram. So Instagram is Russell coaching LLC and you can call our actual office and talk to an actual real person, a person, a person at 212-716-1161. Oh my gosh. That sounds like a landline. I know. And Holy by the way, I just moly. went and followed you on Instagram. And I see your Instagram feed and it's adorable. You're correct. Um, she's very excited. She's, I'm going to show you. She's doing jazz hands. She's very excited yes. about her Instagram feed. Um, and I'm going to check it out. And I, so we're going to put all that information in the show notes and we'll put it in the blog that'll you know go along with this podcast. So if you're driving, you don't have to pull over and rewind and stuff. So we'll make sure that's all in there. For yeah. your listeners, yeah. for your listeners, my personal email <gasps> is... For your listeners, oh, okay. Dr. Dr. Russell, Dr. Russell, two S's, two L's, Dr. Russell. So there's two Russell. R's in a row. D-R-R-U-S-S-E-L-L. I gotcha. Okay. Because people can forget that second L. Two R's, Got two it. S's, two L's. Yep. Yes. Okay. She's nodding. Just, it's geniuses. She's nodding. At russellcoaching.com. Okay. And for your listeners right now at Russell Coaching, what we're doing is We are registering kids for our summer programs, which are designed 
really to help kids be successful as they launch into middle school, high school, and college. And so I don't know when when this episode will drop, but if it drops before summer, we would like to offer your listeners a 25% discount <gasps> off those coaching programs. This is really and, nice. Well, thank you. I'm such a fangirl. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, if it okay, gives now, our people yeah. a discount, we love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and then yeah. for people who maybe tune in a little bit later in the fall, then we would like to offer 20% off the first three months of coaching. That is incredibly generous. You've been generous with your time and now with your services. And I think it's, I'm just so thankful for people like you who are advocating for people like us. So thank you. You are so welcome. It has been truly, I think, the best part of 2022 to actually get to to sit and talk with you. So thank you for having me. Thank you for being who you are. Um, Thank you, Kim, for carving out space for all the moms who are introverts and just hate having conversations. (laughs) Um, And Penn, thank you for making me laugh. Uh, This has been awesome. I feel really good about myself right now. So we're just, I'm going to hang up on her now so we can have this feeling. Okay. Hold on. We're going to, thank you. You're the best. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. That was cool, right? That was amazing. what, What was your biggest takeaway? I need to chill. I mean, <laughs> she said it in a much sweeter way. She said, you're going to, with a full open heart, you're going to bring him that other shoe. And I, I right? have to say, I do. I, I am very, I think so. I'm very forgiving on, I've driven kids lunches who've forgotten them. I've driven, like I am endlessly patient with that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think a lot of what's going on is going on inside your head. You're not even manifesting it outwardly, but, but I, I do think it's a good reminder just to like, even for your inner self that like this is, it's not, it's a symptom. It's not behavior. It's something that he is. And like, don't make him, don't make him feel ashamed of it. And it, there's something that I have felt and I've thought, but I've never said out loud and admitted it, which is I do treat your ADHD differently. And again, our son hasn't been diagnosed. Our daughter's not been diagnosed. We just like assume, <laughs> but I treat that differently than I parent. Like I treat it different in marriage than I do in parenting. It's because you expect me to already have gotten it all fixed. <laughs> No, no, no. That's but um, I, do, I, I'm much more forgiving of you. Oh, I see what you mean. I'm Are much, you? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, <"Are> okay. <laughs> He's like, if that's we're much- gonna visit that in a later podcast. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, so last week we started new segments. Yeah, you just heard a few. Yeah, um, and I think we could go on to our favorite things. Funny TikTok videos that she's rocking Scarves for her necklines and dresses with pockets Stuff she discovered and joy that it brings These are a few of Kim's favorite things it's, We're doing it for, sorry, it's for both of us I, I okay. had it just as you Okay, so my favorite, if you saw, we did a video last week By the time you're listening to this About our Costco trip and, <laughs> and, um, and so, and it's just the, the weird, ham. not, and not, I don't want to say weird because a lot of them are cultural. So they are things that we're exposed different than we're normally exposed to. Again, not a no Costco didn't pay us. In fact, it was the opposite. We bought a lot of stuff. It cost us money to do that we video. We did, and we went there without any permission from them. I know. We shot it real quick. We're like, hurry, <laughs> shoot it. Uh, it's amazing what you so can do with an iPhone these days. We bought something 
called it's Hamon Emberico. Iber it's an Iberian ham. And it's a type of a cured leg of pork. It's produced in Spain and it is salt. It's just cured with salt. So it's just like pork and salt. Let me jump in here. It's a giant leg of a pig. It looks like someone ripped a leg off of a pig and cooked it and put it under a counter. They didn't cook it though. They just stuck right. it in but a vat of salt like for that. It's a, massive. Yeah, for yeah. like a year. Yeah. So it, it looks like prosciutto, but prosciutto is Italian. So this is a Spanish cut. Similar. And it's just this whole, and then I called it counter ham because I'm like, it just sits on this. You had to assemble this whole wooden structure. You have to go watch this video. And then I've been doing Instagram stories because it's very, people are very invested. And then it comes with a knife that I'm pretty sure is going to cut a finger off in my house and you Very shave thin, off long knife yes you, you the intent is you shave off these like just paper thin slices of this ham and it's just like it's like counter charcuterie at all time and Anne marie who works with us her sister-in-law lives in spain and actually sent us a video and she's like yeah we just kind of eat off it all the time and she the one she had on her counter was like picked bare so it is you just leave it on your it's like so we call it counter ham which i hope is not offensive to the spanish culture but we're calling it counter ham so why would that be offensive because it, there's probably a proper name for it but counter ham is my favorite thing this week okay What's Excellent. your favorite thing? Well, first of all, I love the counter ham too. Yeah. It's, I've used it to um, really kind of, ham is good on everything. I added it to a shrimp salad. I thought about putting it in my coffee this morning, but I didn't. <laughs> I just ate it by itself. My, my new favorite thing is called duo trigordal. What is, oh God. It is wordle for ADHD. It is, go to duotrigordal.com. It's 32 wordles all at the same time. And you only have 37 guesses to get all of them. So what that means is like each time you put in a word, you have to see how close you are on 32 other wordles. And it seems impossible, but if you get through a lot of the words and possibilities in your first two or three wrong guesses, you only have to get five wrong guesses. And I've gotten to the point now where I can get it with only two wrong guesses. I've never gotten it with just one wrong guess, mm -hmm. but I'm getting closer. Like last night I was like, down to getting it on just one guess and I made a mistake and you didn't hear me because I got home late and I went to the uh, guest bedroom. I, I, I said a loud, loud potty word because I was like really, really close. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's a total waste of time. If you have time or a good way to shut your brain off at night, duo, try Gordel. Okay. I, um, they did not pay me for this. Yeah. So I think that wraps our podcast for the week. We covered a lot. We did. It was longer. It was um, longer. You probably needed uh, maybe a couple of carpool runs for this one. Yeah. Thanks for uh, hanging in there for us and with us. Love you guys. And let us know what you think. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 